This is the ballad of Johnny Come Lately. It's a tragic story of a boy that was born without the ability to have an orgasm. Johnny found out at an early age when he, like many boys his age, discovered his wiener for the first time. At age 13, Johnny confided in his latently homosexual best friend Scott, although at the time, Johnny didn't know Scott was secretly gay. So yeah, I can't come at all, man. I've tried the right hand. Left hand, the stranger, the sock, the pillow, shampoo bottles, all sorts of vegetables. Damn, that sucks Johnny. I can come like a fucking fountain. It's like putting Mentos in a Coke bottle, except with cum. I even videotaped it. I can send it to you if you want to see what it should look like. I actually have no interest in seeing you come, Scott. But thanks anyway. All I'm saying is that maybe I can see what you're doing wrong. Maybe even help. What the hell are you talking about? Well maybe you can't come because it's you manipulating your own junk. What if I jacked you off? Just a friend helping a friend, no homo. I'm pretty sure that's smack dab in the middle of the completely homo zone, Scott. Besides, I like women. I like pussy. The clam, the vag, the cooch, the gash, the muff, the beef curtains. Alright, alright, I get it. And not to mention titties. I love titties. Especially your mom's titties. Man, your mom has some nice ass titties. What does my mom have to do with this? Let's get back to the matter at hand. Which is your huge hog. It just seems like a complete waste to not have full functionality of that sweet cock of yours. Maybe if you got a blowjob, that would do it. If you can't find any girls to do it. I might be willing. Christ on a popsicle stick. Did you just proposition to suck my dick? Scott, are you trying to tell me that you're gay? Damn it, Johnny. That was offered strictly as a friend to another friend. It's like if you asked me to spot you while you were lifting weights. Except your balls would be on my chin. Alright man, this conversation is over. Sadly, Johnny never came. And sadly for Scott. Johnny never let him suck his dick, which was probably not that sad for Johnny. But also sad was that Johnny never got to see Scott's mom's titties. We now join Johnny in his sexually active teen years. He's older, more mature and ready to date. But his cum is milling around in the waiting pool and still not able to go down the old water slide, if you know what I mean. It's a late Saturday night and Johnny's having sex with his first steady girlfriend, Sarah. What's wrong, Johnny? Don't you find me attractive? Why haven't you come yet? This is the third time we've had sex. Of course I find you attractive. I think you're hot as hell. Baby, I love you so much. If I could, I'd drown your entire head in a river of cum, but it's this goddamn condition I have. Oh, the humanity. Curse this thing, curse this world, curse the gods. I have so much cum to give. Damn it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like that you're not someone pump chump, but there's no finale. No finishing move. I promise you, Sarah. One of these days, I'll get this affliction taken care of and then I'll show you a finishing move the likes of which has never been seen, even in Mortal Kombat. I'll shoot so much cum in you, it'll collapse your spine.
Well, aren't you the romantic? This concludes the first episode of Johnny Come Lately. Tune in next time when Johnny finally gets the nerve to tell his parents and visits the doctor. Be careful what you wish for Johnny, my friend. When we last left our protagonist, he was but a teenager, in love, raging with hormones and unable to come. Years of blue balling combined with the pressure of trying to deliver a load worthy of his girlfriend's affection caused Johnny's stressors to go into overdrive, causing dangerous heart palpitations. He had to seek help and soon. His parents take him to see local urologist Dr. Ben. What the hell is wrong with me, doctor? Johnny, you have a rare disease that has atrophied the muscles in your bladder neck, which is prohibiting proper expulsion of sperm from your urethra. Can you just tell me in layman's terms? Have you ever been to the carnival, Johnny? You know that game where you have to strike the bell at the top of a high tower with a hammer? Imagine that game as the process of ejaculation, where the tower is your penis, the bell is the head and the weight that you have to hit is your sperm. Well, it takes a strong man to strike that bell and most of us guys have a strong man in our penis striking that bell. But instead of a strong man, you have a little baby. You have a little baby in your penis trying to strike that bell. Jesus Christ, what the fuck kind of weird ass explanation is that? Look, Johnny. I was never really good with analogies. I usually just end up confusing people even more. What I can tell you is that I may have a solution to your problem. The treatment is in the early experimental stages, but I think that you might be the perfect candidate. If you're unable to find instant relief to combat the stressors in your body, you may eventually suffer from heart failure. Oh my god. What do I have to do to fix this? I don't want to die because I can't come. Doctor. It's a surgical procedure. We're going to install a cum button in your belly button that will allow you to climax on command. This will give you instant relief, but you have to use it only when you feel truly stressed. Remember, Johnny, with great power comes great responsibility. Thank you, Dr. Ben. In the months that followed, Johnny had to follow a strict diet and exercise before the surgery was to begin. Exercises that involved toning and strengthening his pelvic region. A sort of cock yoga, if you will. Fast forward to the day of the surgery. Twelve hours under the knife and then a full two days of rest later, it's time for Johnny to see if the operation was a success. I see you're awake now Johnny. I know you're dying to try out your new cum button. Go ahead. We have to make sure it works. One thing though. We had to install a sort of switch to properly regulate the volume and we had to put it somewhere where it couldn't be easily pressed, so we've installed that switch in Uranus. Please don't put anything up your ass or you may accidentally trigger that switch. Okay, doctor, I'll be careful. I'm going to try it now. Are you and the nurses just going to stand there and watch me ejaculate all over myself? Please, Johnny, we're all professionals. Go ahead. With the press of a button, there is a soft whirring and clicking sound and a low voltage shock is sent through Johnny's cock, causing it to become erect immediately. All of a sudden, the muscles in Johnny's flesh cannon contract and he shoots a wad of jizz all over the side of his leg. Oh my god. I can't believe it. It works. I am covered in my own cum and you're completely responsible for it Dr. Ben. You're doing the Lord's work, doctor. You're welcome son. 
That's what we do. We make dreams come true. Now let me clean that sperm off your leg. That concludes episode 2 of Johnny Come Lately. Tune in next time when Johnny unveils his shiny new and improved cock to his girlfriend. When we last left Johnny, he had just been surgically equipped with his cum button and recovering in the hospital when he's visited by his best friend Scott. Johnny, how are you doing? How's the cum button? It's working well, I think. I have to get the timing and thrust down to achieve maximum velocity, but that'll come with practice, I'm sure. I forgot that it's the first time that your little guys have seen the light of day. Do you even know if it's still good? What do you mean? Well, what if you plan to have kids and you find out your cum is all rotten because the fresh stuff never got flushed out? What if your conk is like an old broken oil derrick that isn't extracting all of the good oil and it's leaving the same crud at the bottom? Wow, that does sound pretty gross. Well, I have a pretty simple test that you can do. If you just shoot some of your load into my mouth, I can tell you instantly if it's good or bad. What the fuck? Johnny, it's just like when we watch those animal shows and they taste the animal poop to check the freshness of the tracks. Scott. We're in a hospital. I'm sure I can just give them a sample to test it out in a more scientific way. Fine, have it your way. Fuck me for trying to help. Look Scott, you've been my best friend since we were in middle school. It's completely fine if you're gay. I'm not going to stop being your friend. Damn it Johnny. How many times do I have to tell you that I'm straight? I'm all about the lady bits. Who in the fuck calls them lady bits? If you're going to pretend to be heterosexual, use the correct terminology. It's pussy and titties, Scott. Damn you, Johnny. Damn you to hell. Dejected, Scott leaves Johnny's room. Hours later, Johnny is home from the hospital and engaged in sexual congress with his girlfriend Sarah. After a few hours of role-play, foreplay and ass-play, Johnny primes his cum button as the couple anxiously await Johnny's first shared love load. Where do you want it baby? On my face. Shoot it all over my face, Johnny. Here it goes. I'm coming. Oh my god. Sarah? Wake up Sarah. What have I done? Nine one one. what is your emergency? I think I accidentally killed my girlfriend. Oh god, I'm a monster. I'm a cum monster. Minutes later at the hospital. Tell me everything, Johnny. Well doctor, we started making out. And then I worked my kisses from her neck down to her stomach. I started to caress both of my hands up her inner thighs and slowly push her legs apart. Jesus, Johnny. This isn't Playboy Radio. Give me the basics. Oh, sorry doctor. We just had a little foreplay and then decided to try ass play before we... Ass play? Whose ass was being played? What? What does it matter? Damn it Johnny, asses matter. Son! Well, I guess both of our asses were being played with. Look Johnny, I'm not going to come cold it. When she played with your ass, she must have adjusted the gauge on your pressure control. She suffered blunt force trauma by a tidal wave of your calm load. Oh dear lord, no. Is she going to make it? That depends Johnny. Is she a fighter? I think so. 
Then that's all we've got, kid. In the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Dr. Ben was with Johnny at the hospital after Johnny Come punched his girlfriend in the face and knocked her unconscious. We join Dr. Ben as he brings Johnny an update on her condition. Johnny, you should go home and get some sleep. Her condition hasn't changed. She's in a comatose state, so she could wake up tomorrow or she might never wake up, I'm afraid. We just never know with these things. I can't believe this. My girlfriend's in a coma. By my hand. Well, not really by your hand, technically speaking. I'll tell ya. You really cold-cocked her one. What the fuck, Dr. Ben? Are you really joking at a time like this? I'm sorry, Johnny. It's just that I've been trying out open mic nights at this comedy club and I figured I'd try a few jokes at the office first. This is just my opinion, doctor, but I'm guessing you should probably leave the jokes at home. Yeah, you're probably right. If it makes you feel any better, no one laughs at my shitty jokes at the club either. It doesn't really make me feel any better. Not at all. Fuck my life, why did I have such a powerful cock? Actually, you don't. That's kind of the reason why we had to install the cum button. Because your cock kinda sucks. If your cock were a trucker and a challenge Sylvester Stallone to an arm wrestling contest, there's no way it would get over the top of anybody. Over the top, get it? I don't get that analogy at all. Your analogies are still fucking terrible. Damn it, I forgot. There's no way you would have seen that old lame movie at your age. Okay, how about this? If your cock were an X-Men, it would be Professor X Xavier. All crippled and shit but with no mind control. That's more relevant to your time period, isn't it? I'm just gonna go home now, doctor. In the weeks that followed, Johnny is despondent. Sarah's condition doesn't improve and neither does Johnny. Stressed and depressed, Johnny turns to the only thing that can relax him. Coming. His cum button is on overdrive and his world is clouded by jizz. Desperate to get their son back, Johnny's parents, James and Sue, decide to stage an intervention one day after Johnny comes home from school. What is this? Why is Dr. Ben and our entire family here? Johnny, we have to talk to you. Your coming is getting out of hand, no pun intended. I mean, we know you've gone through hell with this thing with Sarah and we tried to support your cum habit. We even bought you adult diapers so that you could come and de-stress in peace. But it's taken over your life, Johnny. This last Thanksgiving, you were so out of it that you came in the mashed potatoes and your little brother thought it was white gravy. Don't you know how blessed you are? Don't you think some of us could use a cum button? I know I wish I had one. Don't get me wrong. You know I love your father, Johnny, but I honestly don't know what he's doing in bed sometimes. Some nights it feels like he's having an epileptic fit inside my vagina. Good lord, Sue. Is this really the right time to be bringing this up? You're right James, I'm sorry. We're here for Johnny. Look Johnny, we just want you to get your priorities back on track. We can talk about your father's terrible, terrible lovemaking some other time. Oh god it sucks so bad, you have no idea. It's like a goldfish that's jumped out of its fishbowl. There's flipping and flopping and juice is flying all over the place. Jesus Christ, Mom. I didn't think I'd ever say this phrase in my entire life, 
But can we get back to you berating me about my chronic ejaculation? I'm sorry Johnny, honey. Maybe Dr. Bin has some encouraging words to say. Somehow, I seriously doubt it mom. Look, Johnny, you're far too young to come your life away. You're not going to find any answers at the bottom of your balls. I've lost too many friends that way. What? You lost friends to coming too much. You never told me that. Are you making this up? And are you reading from index cards, doctor? Yeah, sorry, Johnny. I did just make all of that up and I just jotted down some generic things you say to alcoholics, but I replaced drinking with coming and the bottle with your balls. Sorry kid, this is my first intervention and I'm not very good at this touchy-feely stuff. I play God all day with real humans. It's what makes me the cold heartless son of a bitch I am today. Having said that, though, I want you to know that your girlfriend is in good hands. My cold dead unfeeling hands. Needless to say, the intervention failed. Will Johnny ever get his life back? Will Sarah ever come to her senses? That pun was indeed intended. Tune into the next episode of Johnny Come Lately. When we last left Johnny, he was so racked with guilt from knocking his girlfriend unconscious with an enormous cum load that his family had tried to stage an intervention. It failed miserably. Feeling betrayed and alone, Johnny runs out of his parents' house, tears streaming down his cheeks. He just needed to be somewhere else right now. Anywhere. Driving. Crying. And of course, coming. Hours later, he arrives at the hospital to watch over Sarah. Johnny is reading to her in her comatose state when all of a sudden, her eyes flicker open. Oh my god. Sarah. You're awake. Somebody get Dr. Ben. As Dr. Ben comes rushing into the room, Johnny's hopes are quickly dashed as he realizes that Sarah is but a shell of her former self. Dr. Ben, what's wrong with her? She's not talking. She just keeps drooling and curling her hands into that weird little claw. Oh my god, she's a tart. Oh no, I fucked my girlfriend retarded. Get a hold of yourself, Johnny. No one is retarded. Not yet, anyway. She's just having trouble with some basic speech and motor functions. It's common in hypoxic and axic injuries. Probably just a temporary disruption in her synaptic transmissions. Um. What? Johnny, imagine that her brain is like the transcontinental railroad that required all of those Chinese railroad workers to complete. Now imagine your cum was like the harsh winters they had to endure. Well, right now, all of her Chinese workers have frozen to death from the winter of your cum. We need to send more Chinese workers to finish laying the tracks and Sarah's brain. What in the holy hell are you talking about? Goddamn your analogies Dr. Ben. You completely lost me. Well, that was bound to happen, Johnny. Look, we just have to give her some time and space and be patient. Johnny heads home with a renewed feeling of hopelessness. In the week that followed, Johnny's grades suffer so much that he ends up having to withdraw from his classes. He makes himself scarce from his parents' home, sometimes not showing up for days. Desperate to get through to him, Johnny's mom pays Dr. Ben a visit. Dr. Ben, I need to talk to you in private. I'm glad you're here, Sue. I feel like we need to get this out in the open. I can't stop thinking about you, either. What on earth are you talking about? Look Sue, I'm not an idiot. 
I saw the way you looked at me at the intervention and how you seemed to pay more attention to me than anyone else. You can't tell me I didn't leave an impression on you that night. Dr. Ben, you are a complete idiot and a huge one at that. That look was a look of disgust and I'm surprised you haven't recognized it from the countless women that you undoubtedly annoy. And as for me paying more attention to you, maybe that was because when everyone else was discussing what to do with Johnny, you decided to raid our liquor cabinet and got so drunk, you somehow managed to take a shit in our kitty litter box and passed out cold. Then when I helped you into the cab to drop you off at home, you tried to grab my breast and threw up all over my blouse. Yes, doctor. You certainly left me with an impression all right. As I saw the cab taking you away, you flashed me one last smile with your vomit-covered teeth and I got the diarrhea shakes. A bad impression is an impression, nonetheless. I don't have time for your shenanigans, Dr. Ben. I'm here to talk about Johnny. When I noticed he wasn't home, I came to the hospital and saw that he had stayed here overnight. When I had them pull his records, it's showing that he got some sort of modifications done to his cum button. And all the charges are zeroed out? What is this about? Okay, I'm just going to come clean with you, Sue. I've been feeling so guilty about Johnny's situation that when he decided to come to me about enhancing his cum button, I obliged and even wiped the charges off of his bill. What enhancements are you talking about? Look Sue, please don't be too hard on Johnny. That kid is a mess of nerves right now when cum button or no cum button, his stress has been on overdrive the last few days. The enhancement I made was to have his cum button link up to a phone app that I had developed. Now, not only can he schedule his cum sessions on his phone, he can choose to vary up different types of climaxes. He can have a fast and powerful one or a slow, multi-orgasmic tantric lovemaking type of gusher. I'm speechless. I don't know what to say. Except for how could you do this to Johnny? And furthermore, how much would all of this cost and would my insurance cover it? I mean, you know. My stress levels haven't been that great, either, doctor. Maybe Johnny's not the only one who can benefit from a cum button. We'll talk later, Sue. I'd love nothing more than to go to work on your cum button, if you know what I mean. And just when I thought you couldn't get any creepier. What will these new enhancements do to Johnny? Will Sarah remain a tard? Is Scott still a flaming homo? Tune into the next Johnny Come Lately. On the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Sue, Johnny's mom, met with Dr. Ben in hopes of getting through to her son's chronic masturbation issues. Dr. Ben was forced to admit that he actually helped Johnny's addiction by adding some enhancements to his cum button at Johnny's request. We now resume the story at their last conversation. Dr. Ben, I hope you have some sort of plan to rectify this situation you've caused. Johnny's dropped out of school, his work fired him for coming on the job and he barely sleeps anymore. He told me the other day that sleeping is cutting into his ejaculation time. He just stumbles around the house like some sort of cum zombie. I'm sorry, Sue. You have me at a loss. I admit that I fucked up. I recognized the road that Johnny was heading down and part of me was thinking that if I did something to facilitate his ejaculation, that he'd bottom out at some point and come through the other side. Well, obviously, it didn't work. And when you say part of you was thinking that this would help, what did the other part consist of? 
What? Oh, you know. That's just an expression. You're a terrible liar, Ben. Spit it out. All right, look. I may have been bribed to give Johnny his cock enhancements. Bribed with what? Okay, okay. I told Johnny I'd help him with his request if he got me a date with Scott's mom. What the hell? How is Johnny going to get you a date with Scott's mom? Well, Johnny wasn't going to do it. Scott was going to help me if Johnny let Scott jack him off. Oh my god. What the hell is going on around here? What kind of doctor are you? I'm a doctor with needs, damn it. And in my defense, have you seen Scott's mom's titties? You're revolting. Revolting like a fox. That doesn't even make any sense. I know, I've always been notoriously bad at comebacks. Listen, I'll stop by the house later and have a talk with Johnny. Hours later, Dr. Ben visits Johnny at his house and after a long heart-to-heart -heart and some pleading, Johnny finally agrees to go to an addiction counseling session, with Dr. Ben accompanying him for emotional support. They meet Johnny's counselor, Joe, and it's Johnny's turn to introduce himself. Hi Joe. My name is Johnny and I'm a comaholic. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Can you expand on that? Well, I love coming. All the time. I have a cum button in my belly button and all I have to do to come is to press it. It's great. I came at work. I came at school. I wear adult diapers because I'm constantly coming. My diapers turn into a sort of body armor because they're caked with so much cum. That is quite fascinating, Johnny. And completely disgusting. I wish I had waited until after dinner to get to your introduction. How many times do you come in a day would you say? I don't know, really. Too many to count. I came three times before you finished your last sentence. Jesus. That quickly? There's no recovery period at all? I can answer that, Joe. What you're referring to is a refractory period, in which the seminal vesicles within the penis wall lose tension after ejaculation. Imagine if you will, that Johnny's cock is like one of Pavlov's dogs. Pavlov's dogs were trained to ring a bell to get a treat. Well, since Johnny was born without the ability to climax, he would continually be pushing himself so close to the point of orgasm that it triggered a false treat, if you will. So basically, the refractory period seemed to adjust itself within a shorter time frame because Johnny's cock having an orgasm is like multiple dogs being trained to ring multiple bells because they kept expecting a treat that never came. Johnny, who is this and what on God's green earth is he talking about? I'm sorry, Joe. This is my doctor, Dr. Ben. And he does this all the time. It's best if you just nod your head and pretend you understand. Will Johnny's counseling help? Will anyone ever get any of Dr. Ben's analogies? Tune into the next episode of Johnny Come Lately. In the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Dr. Ben admitted to Johnny's mom that he purposely fed Johnny's cum addiction just for a date with Scott's mom, Debbie. Johnny joined a rehab support group and proceeded to gross everyone out with his out-of-control masturbation stories. We join Johnny and Dr. Ben as Johnny has just come from visiting his still-recovering girlfriend, Sarah. Well, Dr. Ben, I hope your date with Scott's mom went well. I had to take a huge one for the team and let Scott jack me off just so he could set you up with his mom. Do you have any idea how creepy it is to have your best friend spank your meat? I know it all too well, 
Johnny. What? Are you serious? This may come as a surprise to you, Johnny, but I wasn't always the debonair whore wrangler that you see before you today. I was once an awkward, pimply-faced, goofy bastard like yourself. I had to take what I could get. Of course, my gay encounter was just two dumb kids not knowing what the hell they were doing. Nothing like that gay friend of yours, Johnny. That homo probably twists more knobs than a locksmith. Jesus, Dr. Ben. That's my best friend you're talking about. Oh don't worry, Johnny. If things work out with Debbie, I'll love that little faggot like he was my own son. What the fuck? Oh, whatever. Anyway, so tell me. How did the date go? Don't keep me in suspense. First, let me ask you this. Have you ever been to Disneyland, Johnny? Sure, it's been a long time, but when I was little, I went there with my parents. So I'm sure you remember how excited you were when you set foot inside that magical theme park for the first time. Your heart was probably racing and your eyes were filled with awe and wonder. Basically what I'm saying is that my date with Debbie was like Disneyland. But just imagine if every ride was made of titties. Space Titty Mountain, Alice and Titty Land, the Mad Titty Party, it's a big titty after all. Wow, that sounds amazing. You have no idea, Johnny. Dr. Ben, there's something else I've been meaning to ask you. It's about Sarah. I know her recovery has been slow going and she still seems like she has to relearn so many things over again, but... I think I know what you're going to ask me, Johnny. You want to resume sexual relations with your girlfriend. It's not a good idea, son. Not right now. She's still basically a tarot and that would essentially be tarred rape. I am a medical professional and there is no way, shape or form can I endorse tarred rape. What in the holy hell? I was not thinking that at all. I was just wanting to know if you thought it would be okay if I took Sarah outside of the hospital for a few hours so that she can get some fresh air. Maybe for a picnic or something. Oh. Well, yes. I guess that would be okay. Hours later. We join Johnny and Dr. Ben at Johnny's rehab support group. Johnny is having a private consultation with Joe. Johnny, as part of your rehab, we have to admit our wrongdoings and give ourselves up to a higher power. Do you mean, like God? What if I don't really believe in God? Well, Johnny, it doesn't have to be the God that you think of in the conventional sense that others believe in. It can be more of a spiritual energy if you'd like. Yeah, still. It seems a bit weird to me. I guess my parents never really instilled any of that in us growing up. Johnny, for this to work, we just need to have you give yourself up to someone or something bigger than yourself. You can call it God if you want. You aren't strong enough to give up your masturbation addiction, so you need to give in to God. Hand your cock over to God, Johnny. Let God hold your cock for you. Jesus, Ben. You sure do have a way of making everything sound creepy. You're not going to believe this, but that's not the first time I've heard that. Actually, I wholeheartedly believe that, Ben. Is it possible that I have some sort of Tourette's? But instead of cursing, I end up saying creepy things. If there is such a thing as a creep Tourette's, Ben, I'm sure you have it. Tune in next time to Johnny Come Lately where Dr. Ben will undoubtedly say something completely inappropriate and stupid. In the latest episode of Johnny Come Lately, Sarah has finally made a full recovery, 
thanks to Dr. Ben's help. In exchange for Johnny's continued appearances at his addiction counseling sessions, Dr. Ben pulled some strings at the best rehabilitation and recovery center and Sarah was able to get the best care available, free of charge. Then one day, Johnny gets a call from a frantic Dr. Ben. Johnny, you have to meet me now. At the old abandoned warehouse on 3rd and Main. Please hurry. Dr. Ben, what is going on? I was supposed to meet you and Sarah for lunch an hour ago. You never returned my call and now this. I can't explain now. Just be there as soon as you can. A half hour later, Johnny shows up at the warehouse. Besides some chains dangling from the ceiling and some old rusty oil barrels that have been turned on their side, the warehouse is empty. A shadow slowly shuffles forth from the darkness. Johnny, I don't even know where to start. Dr. Ben, what the hell are we doing here? Where's Sarah? And why didn't we just meet up at your house? Actually, I'm not sure why we're here either. I guess we could have just met at my place. It was much closer and in a much better part of town. I guess I always imagined telling someone something important in a place just like this. You have to admit. This old warehouse does have a certain ambience. Except for all this rat shit. There's much more rat shit here than I had imagined in my head. Oh, would you just spit it out already? This is really weird, even for you. I'm just going to tell you straight up. Sarah's been kidnapped. What? Oh my god. How? By who? Johnny, it was my fault. I thought I had left my checkered past behind me. But they've come to collect the money I owe them. What money? What are you talking about? And why was Sarah involved? Look Johnny. I was involved with some bad people and they kidnapped Sarah out of my car when I stopped to use the restroom. They thought she was my daughter. I had taken great care to hide my real daughter from them to keep her safe from my past. I can't believe this. What kind of past are we talking about? I used to be a gigolo, Johnny. A conk for hire. I was the sweetest piece of man ass this side of the Mississippi. It was almost like I was involved in a conk fighting ring, but instead of roosters fighting, it was my flesh cock. Fighting rich old women's pussies. And my cock always won, Johnny. I was like a private dancer. But I only specialized in one dance. The bone dance, if you know what I mean. Oh for fuck's sake, I get it. Now tell me what we do now. What do they want? Do they just want money? Just pay them off if that's all they want. I don't have the kind of money they want. I owe them too much. Have you taken a look at Scott's mom's titties lately? Do you think dating titties like that comes cheap? Those aren't Jersey Shore titties. Those are French Riviera titties son. So what do we do then? How do we get Sarah back? I have a plan, Johnny. And it involves using your cum button. What? You want me to be a gigolo? Oh please kid, don't be silly. You don't have enough of an ass behind you to deliver a pelvic thrust of my magnitude. You should have seen me back in the day, Johnny. If sex is an art and pussies were made of canvas, then I used my cock paintbrush like painting a Renoir. Renoir? Yeah, I remember reading about that painter in art history. Wasn't there some speculation that his paintings were so thickly layered that they were still wet underneath? Exactly, Johnny. Years later, 
my cum paintings would still be wet. That is just all kinds of disgusting, Dr. Ben. If by disgusting, you mean disgustingly sexy, then yes, I guess it is. But I digress. No, my dear boy. We will not be using you for the sex trade. I'll be making some tweaks to your cum button so that you can deliver an accurate blow to these scumbags that kidnapped Sarah. I'll play along with them long enough to get you inside the building and then you knock them senseless with your cum. I've never done any sort of heroics in my life. How do we know this will work? You'll have a mentor, Johnny. The best of the best. He'll show you how to come like you've never come before. From the darkest recesses of your very soul. Who the hell teaches something like that? Two words, kid. Supon Chen. That's the man that will be teaching you. Will Dr. Ben's plan work? Will Johnny go along with it? More importantly, who the hell is Soup Bone Chen and how did he get that stupid ass name? When we last left Johnny, he was conversing with Dr. Ben about tweaking his cum button to use as a weapon against Sarah's kidnappers. I'm afraid I haven't been completely honest with you regarding your cum button, Johnny. What do you mean? Well, you see Johnny. I figured out when I first diagnosed you that you had a mutant gene that powered your cum and it just lay dormant until after you turned 18. It was on the verge of activating before I installed the cum button and all the cum button did was to send little low voltage buzzes to tickle your balls. You would have been able to cum eventually with or without the button. What the hell? I don't get it. Why didn't you just tell me to begin with? The problem is that this gene was only going to get stronger and stronger until your cum load could punch through a concrete wall. So my cum button doesn't really do anything at all? Well, it does tickle your balls. Don't forget about that. Big deal. I can tickle my own balls. Why did I go into surgery for hours for a ball tickler? First of all Johnny, tickling your own balls and having your balls tickled are two very different things. Besides, the surgery was really for the pressure regulator in Uranus. That was the important part. I'm telling you this because there was a way to neutralize the genes so that you could have been normal. So that you could come like everyone else. Instead, I wanted to keep your power under wraps so that I might be able to convince you to use it later for my own purposes. After Sarah was injured, I felt so guilty that I took it upon myself to absorb all the costs of yours and her medical bills. I'm sorry Johnny. This is crazy. I don't really know if I should be angry or not. I guess you meant well and you have been there for the both of us. I'm just glad that Sarah made it out okay. Yes, it is very fortunate that you and Sarah had sex early on because your gene hadn't had time to build to its full power yet. I imagine the force of your fully developed mutant cum load against her vaginal walls would have been like if an elephant were to hump a saltine cracker floating in a bowl of soup. I'm not going to even try to understand that one Dr. Ben. Anyway, Johnny, I just wanted to confess that to you before we moved on. Now to more important things. To fully unleash this God-given power of yours, you'll have to stick your finger in your ass and twist it about 20 degrees counterclockwise. Jesus. I'm sure that phrase was never uttered to any other superhero. Well Johnny, most of us aren't lucky enough to have Wolverine just waltzing into our lives. I'm a urologist, so I have to work with what I'm given. 
This is why we need Soupbone Chan to harness your abilities so that you are better equipped to control it. He lives in a Shaolin temple far away. I'm not going to sugarcoat it Johnny. It's located in a place where very few people would like to find themselves traveling to. Oh great. Where is it? Somewhere on the other side of the planet in some remote village in China? No, Johnny, it's actually in Houston, Texas. Oh God, it's even worse than I thought. People still live there? I've heard that it's affectionately called the Turd Bowl of the South. I'm not sure how that can be affectionate, but yes, everything horrible thing you've heard about that place is unfortunately true. It will be hell, kid. People say it's like living in a giant pubic region. I don't know if I can do this Dr. Ben. Everybody's got a breaking point. Think about Sarah, Johnny. You can do this. I believe in you and your magical cock. Okay, fine. I'll do it. But after this is all over, I want you to do the surgery to turn me back into a normal, functioning person. I want my cum to drip out like a leaky faucet just like everyone else. Of course. At the very least, I owe you that. Hours later, Johnny is on his way to Houston. He arrives at the airport and instantly starts sweating like a slave in the cotton fields. It's as if someone put a shit filter over the entire city. The smell of wet butthole and depression permeates the air. God damn it, Dr. Ben. What have you gotten me into now? When we last left Johnny, he had just arrived in Houston, Texas and was already hating it. His taxi pulls up to the Shaolin Temple where Johnny is to meet up with Dr. Ben's longtime friend, Soupbone Chen. Johnny walks up a narrow dirt road to a huge stone gate flanked by two guardian lions. He spots a monk dressed in the traditional yellow and red garb that he's seen in the kung fu films that he used to watch as a child. The monk nods in acknowledgement and walks up to Johnny. Hello there. You must be Johnny. Yes, I am. This place is incredible. It looks just like the temples that I've seen in the movies. I know nothing of movies. We don't watch movies or TV shows here. The most entertainment that we get is sometimes we like to watch bugs fuck. And then we bet on how long it takes for the female to decapitate the male bug. Or sometimes we just like to sit back and watch our students cry like babies. Oh God. Is it really that bad here? If you're a student, yes. If you're a teacher, it can be great fun ridiculing the class and watching their souls die. This place is very prestigious, you know. Bruce Lee once stayed here for a while to do research for a movie. That's awesome. I love Bruce Lee. He learned kung fu here? No, he spent about a half an hour in the first chamber and then wept like a bitch and ran home. Oh that's just great. I can't wait to get started. You'll be fine Johnny. Unless of course. You're scared of pain, torture and dying. Don't be silly. Who's afraid of that? By the way, are you Soupbone Chen? Ah Johnny, I can tell you have spirit my child. It will be great fun breaking it. And no one calls him Soupbone anymore. He is Abbot Chen or Master Chen to you. Forgive me, I have not introduced myself. I am the abbot that presides over the 25th chamber, also known as Master Costello. Wait, your abbot Costello? That's hilarious. How dare you make a joke at your master's expense? I will make a joke at your expense. You are pale like a cum bubble and your face is shaped like a smeared shit. Jesus, I'm sorry. 
I apologize, Master Costello. That's better. I will take you to see Abbot Chen now. As Abbot Costello leads Johnny through the courtyard, Johnny catches a glimpse of chamber after chamber filled with woodblocks, poles, weapons, precarious ledges and swinging bags. They arrive at the end of the courtyard to face a diminutive monk, his right hand wrapped around a bamboo staff. You! Shitface! Come closer! You see? I told you that you have a face like a shit. Yes, thank you for reminding me. I'm well aware of that now. You are the boy Dr. Bensand? You look soft, like Buddha's butt cheeks. It is good thing that Ben is old friend. I make exception to teach you. Thank you, Supone. I mean, Master Chen. I have to ask. Why does Abbot Costello speak perfect English while yours is broken? I speak perfect English, too, when I want. Better for business if I stay in character. Now shut stupid face, you tiny fly on puddle of yak poop. Okay, okay, I get it. You guys have to break my spirit to make me more trainable and then build me back up. No, you are wrong. We break spirit, you cry, we laugh. That is how it work. Now shut your dumb face hole, you wet buffalo fart. I don't like you already. But I made promise to my friend Ben. I will teach you Shaolin Kung Fu, even if you have to die trying. That's so noble of you. Can I ask how you and Dr. Ben came to know each other? Years ago, I have abscess in my rectum. Very gross. My butthole swell like grapefruit. Dr. Ben is master urologist. He not only fix my butthole, but he make it look beautiful, like lotus flower. I'm so sorry I asked. Enough talking. You go to room and sleep for three hours. When time to wake up, I punch you in the face. Damn it, don't you have an alarm clock or something? Yes we do. Abbot Costello will shove a live rooster in your pants when time for you to wake. Never mind. Just punch me in the face. Full of dread and regret, Johnny retires to his room and lays down on his bed of concrete, his pillow is a burlap sack of old chicken bones. Rest well, Johnny. Your hell is just beginning. Last time on Johnny Come Lately, Johnny was at the Shaolin Temple to get training to control his weaponized ejaculation. Master Abbot Supon Chen has agreed to take Johnny under his tutelage as a favor for Dr. Ben and Johnny has also befriended Master Abbot Costello. Three hours of sleep have gone by and it is time for Johnny to be punched awake. Wake up, you lazy white devil asshole. Ow. Ow. Stop. God damn it. I'm awake. I'm awake. Good. Get clothes on and follow me. Is there somewhere I can get breakfast? Yes, you have breakfast in main hall when you finish with torture in first chamber. What's for breakfast? Rice porridge. Which is same thing you have for lunch and dinner. That's all you have? What is in it? I told you. Rice and porridge. Now shut up. As John D walks with Master Chen through the courtyard toward the chamber training rooms. Master Chen inquires about Johnny's mutant abilities to better understand how best to train his pupil. Dr. Ben tell me. You have magic wiener. Actually, the way that Dr. Ben explained it to me was that I have a mutant gene that allows for instantaneous erections and subsequent multiple ejaculations with varying degrees of pressure. Yes, that is what I said. 
magic wiener. Now Dr. Ben say that although you have this wiener of power, your ball's very human. Ordinary ball's no good with magic wiener. It is almost like piranha fish with false teeth. He ferocious one time with big bite and then teeth get stuck and fall out. Now he just useless fish with no teeth. You and Dr. Ben really have known each other for a while. You both have the dumbest analogies. You know who else is dumb? You stupid mother for having child with face like a plate of mashed potatoes. You speak to your master like that again and your magic wiener will meet my soul shadow hamster fist and we will see who win. Don't interrupt when I speak. Where was I? Oh yes, your balls. Now we train your balls. We make your balls magic balls to go with magic wiener. They arrive at the first chamber. In the middle of the room is a giant bell. On the ground, there is a mallet with a long cane attached. Supon Chen sits down at a table with a wood block and stick. Now, you see giant bell. Every time I hit wood block with stick, you ring bell. I've seen this on the 36th chamber of Shaolin. I don't know if I can do this. His wrist got all bloodied and bruised in that exercise. Of course not. You have wrist like baby noodle. You throw punch like slapping someone with spaghetti. No, you wear this special underwear and you ring the bell with your balls. Supon Chen pulls out a cloth diaper with a series of small ropes that wrap around the testicles and a couple of small three-pound rocks at the end. Reluctantly, Johnny straps on the strange contraption and then starts to swing the rocks into the bell, trying to keep up with Master Chen's rhythm. Faster. You move too slow. Show me real pelvic thrust. You look like worm having a seizure. Terrible. After another 40 minutes of torturous gyrations, Johnny collapses on the ground, sweating profusely and clasping his groin. Oh God, I can't go on. My ball sack feels like it's about to tear open. Pathetic. You have balls like infant. Here, you dip your balls in this bowl of rice porridge to cool them off. Very good healing properties. After you finish, that is your breakfast. After Johnny tries to eat his rice porridge drenched with ball sweat and consequently throws up, he is taken to the second chamber, where he's forced to drag a small boulder up an inclined wall by his nuts. All of a sudden, he lets out a scream and drops off the concrete wall. Jiminy Cricket dying on the cross Christ, I ripped my ball sack open. Fucking hell, it hurts so bad. Your balls are a disgrace. How do you expect to make it to the rest of the chambers? Go to chamber 25 and ask for the blind abbot Twang and he will sew up your balls for you. The blind abbot? What the hell? Can't I have someone that can see to sew my balls for fuck's sake? Nonsense. He is the most qualified nurse in this temple. Now go. After a half an hour of excruciating surgery and a few days of rest, Johnny is still in terrible pain. Sensing the injury may be getting worse, Supon Chen makes an emergency call to Dr. Ben and he is on the next flight out. Johnny. It looks like what happened to you is what's commonly known as a testicular degloving, which involved some significant scrotal tearing. Imagine if you will, a custard-filled donut. God damn it, Dr. Ben. Not right now. Okay, sorry. Long story short, now it looks like your testicle is badly infected. 
I'm taking you to the nearest hospital. Oh God. I knew I shouldn't have let that blind monk sew up my nuts. How on earth do they let a blind person do surgery? Actually, he did a perfect suit shirt job and under normal circumstances, it would have healed just fine. Unfortunately, he left half a dumpling that he had been eating inside your testicle and that's what caused it to get infected. If you end up losing your testicle, not only will your mutant abilities be greatly compromised, but you may lose your ability to come normally for good. Time is of the essence for me to save your nuts. Will Johnny lose his testicle due to an errant dumpling? Will he lose his ejaculatory powers altogether? Does Supone Chen even give a shit? Find out on the next episode of Johnny Come Lately. Last time on Johnny Come Lately, Johnny ripped open his scrotum training at the Shaolin Temple with Master Supone Chen. Dr. Ben had flown in from Denver to check on Johnny and determined that his testicle had been sewn up with an old greasy dumpling inside, which caused a bad infection. We now join Dr. Ben and Johnny at a hospital in Houston. Johnny! I've been going over your test results and we have a difficult decision to make. Your first choice. We can do a simple surgery to save your testicles but you will definitely lose your cum power altogether. It's the safer choice, but you also have a 50% chance of not being able to come at all afterwards. The other alternative is that we do a riskier experimental surgery that will not only make you more powerful than ever, it will give you better control. If it will make me more powerful and give me more control, then I don't really need to go through the rest of the Shaolin training, right? Well, I think we would still want you to do the training, but I would think that it would help you breeze through all of the chambers with the changes we plan on making. Besides, I think Supone Shen has taken a liking to you. What in God's name are you talking about? He wakes me up every morning by punching me in the face. He was laughing when I was laying on the ground with my ball sack torn open. Oh, he's quite the character, alright. You see, Sue Bone has had a hard life. Johnny! Did he tell you how he got his name? No, Abbot Castello said that no one really called him that name anymore. I was curious about its origin myself. Well, his family grew up very poor and he and his brother were grateful for any morsel of food that his family could scrounge up. They were lucky enough to get some leftover pork bones to flavor their soup stock and one of the bones had a bit of meat left on it. Your master Chen was the eldest of six kids, so he got the meaty soup bone. One of his brothers tried to steal it while Chen wasn't looking and he jumped on him like a rabid dog and chewed off his thumb and part of his finger before they were able to subdue him. Hence the name soup bone. Holy shit. He's a fucking maniac. I can't believe you sent me to train with this guy. Yeah, you don't have to tell me. You're one of the lucky ones. He hasn't personally instructed a student in decades. They just don't make him like that anymore. Thank fuck for that. Anyway, so how would this surgery work? Well, what we would do is to re-implement your cum button. I thought all my cum button did was tickle my balls. I thought you said that it wasn't needed because of my mutant abilities. That was the case at one time, but your mutant abilities have been compromised because of the infection. You'd be surprised what a day-old dumpling and saliva from a rotting mouth can do. The abbot that sewed up your balls had a mouth like a Komodo dragon, just teeming with bacteria. 
as far as the cum button goes, the idea of it was always based on solid science. I just didn't feel the need to implement something that wasn't needed. But now, if we treat the infection and use the cum button to assist in powering your weakened mutant abilities, we could make you even more powerful than before. But only with cum. What do you mean? I mean, I can't have an unbreakable skeleton or the power cosmic or superhuman mental abilities. All this time, work and money you've invested in me and all I can do is to shoot cum with deadly force. Oh Johnny my boy. You've been burying your nose in too many comic books. You were born with a gift, kid. And I've been practicing my profession long enough to know that this ability doesn't come around very often. You just don't look a gift cock in its weird little pseudo-penis mouth. I see your point. And I guess it wouldn't be a Dr. Ben pep talk if you didn't find a way to make it sound awkward. You're welcome Johnny. There is a drawback to this second option, though. The surgery to make you more powerful might potentially make you unstable. What exactly do you mean by unstable? Johnny, we're talking about a possible cum supernova. The likes of which have never been seen before. Oh my god. Can I have some time to think about it? Sure. In the meantime, I'd like you to meet my colleague. She's the one that's going to help me with this surgery to turn you into a real-life superhero. Dr. Ben excuses himself and then walks back into the room with a dark-haired woman in her early 30s. Even with her hair put up and no makeup on, she's a strikingly beautiful woman. Johnny glances over at her name tag and sees that it reads Emma Satan, M.D. Your last name is Satan? That's a pretty creepy name for a doctor to have. Hello, Johnny. Dr. Ben has told me a lot about you. And my name is pronounced Shertan, it's just spelled like Satan. It's Slovakian and it's my married name. At that very moment, Dr. Ben receives a phone call and excuses himself out of Johnny's room. When he returns, his face is gray and lifeless. What's going on, Dr. Ben? Who called you? That was the kidnappers. I've been in contact with them to negotiate some sort of deal. Anyway, Sarah tried to escape a couple of days ago. They tracked her down and according to one of their henchmen, she was killed in the struggle. I'm so sorry, Johnny. Johnny's face turns pale and his body goes numb. Tears start to stream down his cheeks. The only feeling left in his body at this moment is the tingling of his cock. If I had to venture a guess, I'd say that someone just busted open the cum dam. If there was such a thing as a cum dam, that is. I mean, technically, it makes no sense to store cum behind a dammed wall instead of in a more sterile and more controlled environment, but if there were such a thing as a dam holding back a river of cum, Someone just broke it. In the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Johnny was in the hospital, trying to figure out which surgery to get when he found out from Dr. Ben that Sarah had tried to escape and was killed in the ensuing struggle. Johnny, did you hear me? Are you okay? I just told you that Sarah was killed. I think he heard you, Ben. He might be in shock. Let's give him some private time. You're right, Dr. Rama. Let's leave him to grieve on his own. Johnny, we'll be right outside if you need us. For the next little while, Johnny is inconsolable. He finally calms down long enough for Dr. Ben to have a heart-to-heart -heart with him. Look Johnny, 
I know you're dealing with a lot right now but I just wanted you to know that I'm not just your doctor, I'm also your friend. If you ever need anything, don't hesitate to ask. Well, unless you need a lot of time, because I'm very busy most days, so I don't have a lot of time to give. But I might be able to make some time a couple of Sundays a month between 3.30 and 4. I could maybe squeeze you in, then. Also, if you need money, that's something that I don't have a lot of, either, even though I make a very good living. You'd think I was a proctologist as many times as I've put myself in the hole. That was a joke. Get it? That's a great talk, Dr. Ben. I think you may have missed your calling as a therapist. You certainly have the human touch. You know Johnny, you're not the first person to tell me that at times, I can seem almost human. There's a great quote I read somewhere about the finiteness of life. I believe it goes something like this. Because we don't know when death will arrive, we come to think of life as an inexhaustible supply of sperm in your balls. Some days, you're that little sperm swimming around forever until that one day, you could be part of creating a whole new life. Other days, you could end up dead and dried out in someone's jizz sock. Jesus Christ Dr. Ben. That quote was from the sheltering sky. The quote goes, because we don't know when we will die, we get to think of life as an inexhaustible well. It has nothing to do with an endless supply of sperm in your balls, and it's certainly not about dead sperm in a sock for fuck's sake. It's a beautiful quote and you completely ruined it. You really are the worst person in the world to talk to about anything. Well, you know, the point is that we can all draw our own experiences from our encounters with life and death. Good talk. Johnny. I'm glad you're able to get something out of it. Anyway, I guess we don't need to make a decision about the surgery. Since there's no need to save Sarah anymore, we can just go with the first option to make you normal again. Actually, Dr. Ben, I'm thinking just the opposite. Let's go with the riskier surgery. I want to be made into the cum superhero I know I can be. But Johnny, there's no need to do that anymore now that- I know. Ben. Sarah's gone. But I have to avenge her. And she would have wanted me to stop these guys. These guys are involved in the illegal sex trade. They're no good and someone has to stop them. I'm doing this for you and I'm doing this especially for Sarah. I'm going to find those guys and I'm going to come on them harder than they've ever been come on before. I'm sure you meant for that last sentence to sound cool and vengeful, but it came out sounding extremely gay. Yes, I realized that halfway through saying it, but I felt like I had to commit to it anyway. Now get Dr. Emma in here so that both you guys can start working on my balls. Many hours later, the surgery is complete. Johnny opens his eyes to see an anxious Dr. Ben and Dr. Emma standing at his bedside. Is it all over? How long have I been out? The surgery is over, Johnny. You've been resting for a few hours. We won't know if it's a complete success yet until we see you come, but once you're able to do that, you'll find that your cum button actually switches your ejaculation from rapid fire to a larger shot, much like that of a mortar blast. The longer you hold down the cum button, the more powerful the charge. Now here's the important part, Johnny. You'll be sore for about a week. Urination may be painful, 
so you definitely don't want to do any ejaculating until after the pain has subsided or you'll risk blowing the gasket in your cock, for lack of a better term. Even afterwards, you may notice that you're back to square one with ejaculating. It might be very difficult at first. I'm going to give you this new lotion I've been working on. It's called Ejacu Lotion. Once you rub some on your cock, it will make you instantly come, but it will take time. Just imagine that your cock and balls are like a little baby learning to walk for the first time. They're going to be very wobbly and they might even need to sit in that walker with wheels and it'll end up slamming into walls until its muscles are strong enough to walk on its own. That's a weird ass analogy, Dr. Ben. I'm not sure how you managed to do it once again. Will Johnny's cock and balls not only learn to walk on their own, but be able to run like the wind? Tune into the next Johnny Come Lately to find out. In the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Johnny dealt with Sarah's death by pledging vengeance against her killers. He agreed to have Dr. Ben and Dr. Emma perform the risky surgery to make his cum button into a weapon of mass destruction. While his cock is in recovery mode, Dr. Ben gave Johnny his patented ejaculation, which allows for almost instantaneous ejaculation on contact. So, Johnny, how's that cock of yours coming along? No pun intended. Is that tube of ejaculation that I gave you churning the baby butter, so to speak? Well, it was working pretty good for a while there before I lost the tube somewhere. I could have sworn that I never even took it out of my bathroom. I think I know what happened, Johnny. Your mom called and told me that you needed a refill. But obviously, since you don't even know where your tube went, I'm guessing that your mom swiped your ejaculation and started using it for herself. Oh Jesus of disgustingness Christ. You can tell your mom to give me a call and that I have my own special ejaculation for her. God damn it, Dr. Ben. If you want to hit on my mom, you can tell her your creepy self. No, I mean it, Johnny. I have a different version of the ejaculation for women. She shouldn't really be using the man's formula. One of the side effects is an engorged clitoris. Your mom might be suffering from a chronic clit boner. Here, son, give this tube to your mom, will you? The women's formula of ejaculation is called Dr. Ben's Bean Dip. Fucking hell, Dr. Ben. Maybe you should be the one to follow up with my mom about all of this. I don't understand. Well, I don't know about the conversations that you have with your family, Dr. Ben, but I'm not all that comfortable talking to my mom about her clit boner and then giving her some sort of masturbation lotion for her bean. Say no more, Johnny. I'll take care of it son. After Johnny's recovery, he heads back to the Shaolin Temple for more training. It is late in the evening as he heads to the courtyard to greet Supon Chen. Johnny sees his master standing with another figure. This mysterious person's face is obscured by a painted mask. Ah, Johnny Dumpling Balls. Good to have you back, my fuckface boy. Dr. Ben and I have surprise for you. We have a partner to help you with your mission. What partner? Who is this? Who said I needed any help? As the figure moves forward to pull off his mask, Johnny sees a familiar face reflected in the moonlight. How's it going, Johnny? Scott, what the hell are you doing here? You can't help me avenge Sarah. I don't want to be responsible for you getting hurt. You won't be able to defend yourself against these guys. You think so, 
Buddy? Do me a favor and shoot some cum into my mouth. Damn it, Scott. For the last time, I have no interest in coming in your mouth. I'm serious, Johnny. Put your cum button on full blast and shoot it at my face. A full blast of my cum would rip your head clean off of your neck, Scott. Just do it. Trust me. Do it, fuckface. Do it now. Both you guys are fucking nuts. Alright, you asked for it. Reluctantly, Johnny drops his pants and powers his cum button, holding it down for a full blast. A cannonball-sized load comes hurtling at Scott's face. At the last minute, a shiny metal tail comes whipping around his friend's back to make contact with the cum load. The load is batted out of the air and gets thrown straight into a statue of Buddha. Disintegrating his head on impact. God damn you two shitheads. You destroy my statue and you come all over Buddha. Holy shit, Scott. You have a metal tail just like the scorpion. How did you get that? It does look like a tail, doesn't it? It's actually my colon, Johnny. You see, I prolapsed my colon a little while back and while Dr. Ben was fixing me up, he told me that you were going to avenge Sir's death and so I wanted to help any way I could. I worked with Dr. Ben and Dr. Emma and they outfitted my prolapsed colon with a telescoping adamantium skeleton, if you will. This thing is virtually indestructible Johnny. That's amazing. Wait. Scott, how did you come to prolapse your colon? Oh you know me Johnny. Too much partying and too much pussy. Scott, how the hell do you prolapse your colon by getting too much puss? Never mind. It's not important. I'm just glad you're here to help. That I am, Johnny, my friend. Those bad guys will regret ever crossing paths with power cum and anal fist. Hell yeah, Scott. We'll show those bastards all right. Wait, what the fuck did you just call us? When we last left Johnny, he had come back to the Shaolin Temple to find his friend Scott had volunteered to help Johnny avenge Sarah's death. Much to Johnny's surprise, his cum button wouldn't be the only weapon that they possessed. Scott was fitted with a telescoping metal tail that was actually his prolapsed colon. It was then that Scott first suggested their superhero names, Power Cum and Anal Fist. I don't know, Scott. I'm not that crazy about the names Power Cum and Anal Fist. Well, I'm not completely married to those names. I was brainstorming with Dr. Ben and we had a few suggestions that might be more to your liking. Okay, let's hear them. Alright. How about you be spoon on me and I'll be the ass nado? Jesus Christ. No. Next. Okay, you'll like this one. You're the load warrior and I'm the pink sock. Just when I thought it couldn't get any worse. Next. Okay, okay. There's a few more here. You're sperm and monster and I'm ass lily. What the fuck? Were you guys high when you were thinking these up? Next. How about your robo-cock and I'm Dr. Strange ass? Wait a minute. I think you might be onto something there. Really? Hell no. That was fucking terrible. Next. Okay, you're the wad father and I'm the human rectum ball. I give up. We'll stick with power cum and anal fist. And with that, the dynamic duo start their training. Chamber after chamber, they're dodging swinging blades. Shooting projectiles, balancing on wooden beams and blowing up rolling boulders. After a full day of back-breaking workouts, 
Johnny and Scott are resting in the temple's dining hall when they're joined by Dr. Ben. Here's the latest news, boys. I have a friend on the inside of this place and he was able to snap a few photos of the layout, so we'll have an idea of how to get around. Now I have good news and bad news with this. The good news is that he says there's a way in through the sewers and that leads right to the dungeons where they're keeping the sex slaves. That's awesome. We'll break in and free every single one of them and make sure they never hurt anyone ever again. The bad news is that this place is heavily armed, even more so than we had originally thought. They have a small army there, Johnny. I think you guys might need to talk things over to see if this is what you really want. There's nothing to talk over, Dr. Ben. They killed the only woman I ever loved and now come vengeance will be mine. Listen kid, we never really went over the dangers of your new power. This mysterious substance that we've harnessed that's powering your balls, it's a completely alien thing. It's like the Tesseract, but I guess the way we're using it, it might be called the Testicular Act. It's got near limitless power, but the more you tap into it, the more unstable it becomes. If you happen to go supernova. Dr. Ben pauses, his eyes turn away from Johnny as his voice trembles with concern. If you go supernova, even if you survive the cum blast, you may never be the same again. You may very well go dark phoenix on us all, Johnny. Except with cum. With a whole lot of cum. Dark cum matter, Johnny. Basically, your cock and balls are just a vessel of power from this alien life force. Imagine if there was a little alien inside your balls, using it as a little power plant while another alien jacks you off from another dimension. Oh god, you make it sound like I'm being sexually molested by aliens. Well, yes, I guess I did. Sorry, I didn't mean to make it sound so gross. It doesn't matter, Dr. Ben. I'll let a nation of aliens jack me off if it means getting revenge. And as for never being the same again, I was already never the same the minute you told me Sarah was gone. I still can't believe that I'll never see her again. I'm really sorry, Johnny. I never meant for things to end this way. It is what it is, Dr. Ben. It's water under the bridge. It's come in the napkin, if you will. And listen, Scott. I know you're here to help me and I really appreciate it, but I'll completely understand if you change your mind on coming along. This thing's getting crazier by the minute. No way, man. I'm not letting my best friend go on some suicide mission by himself. And Sarah was my friend, too. We've all known each other since grade school. She loved you a lot, Johnny. All she talked about was how her life was so much better with you in it. She really said that? Yeah, I guess you're right. Ever since we started dating, she's been knocked into a coma with a river of cum that exploded in her face, had to lay unconscious in the hospital not knowing who she was, or who anyone around her was, for that matter and scared shitless on top of that. And then she finally starts to put pieces of her life together while going through a painful physical rehabilitation? just to be kidnapped by psychotic goons and then killed while trying to escape. Yes, I suppose you're right. I was the shining beacon in her life, all right. Jeez, when you put it that way, her life did kinda suck. But listen Johnny. You may feel like you're going through a lot of this by yourself, 
but just know that you're never alone. Yes, you're right Scott. Johnny will never technically be alone because alien life forces are powering and controlling his cock and balls. God damn it, Dr. Ben. I meant he has friends around him that care for him. Oh, of course. I knew that. Yes, that, too. Will Johnny's power prove to be too much to handle? Was using the testicular act a mistake? Only time will tell. Tune into the next Johnny Come Lately to find out. On the last episode of Johnny Come Lately, Dr. Ben had explained to Johnny the full extent of his abilities while Scott and Johnny came to grips with the real dangers that they would be facing. After Johnny and Scott make short work of the 36 chambers at the Shaolin Temple, they say goodbye to Master Chen and fly back to Denver with Dr. Ben to track down Sarah's killers. Okay, Johnny. We have a few things to take care of before you guys set out. I want to run a few more tests on your testicle levels. I didn't like the way your balls were humming after shooting the targets in the last chamber at the temple. Also, since we can't have you just whipping your dick out willy-nilly, I have a makeshift costume for you. Now keep in mind we're still making a better version and this is all we could find for now. Dr. Ben pulls out a pair of colorful briefs out of a plastic bag and hands it to Johnny. What is this? It's underwear with an elephant face on it. So I have to stick my dick through this elephant trunk? This is your costume for me? This is embarrassing as hell. Well, we removed the top of the elephant trunk so that you could have easy access to fire at will. This isn't going to strike fear into anyone's heart. I'll be a laughing stock. If you make them laugh, you'll have the element of surprise, my boy. It's not that bad, Johnny. Besides, you're not the only one that's going to be exposed. I have to wave my colon around to everyone. Something tells me you're already pretty used to doing that, Scott. Johnny concedes to wear the ridiculous costume and then joins Dr. Ben at the hospital to finish up some tests on his cum button. After the tests were completed, Dr. Ben talks to Johnny and Scott in the waiting room. Johnny, I have some bad news for you. You've got hot balls. Come again? Your balls, they're overheated. You guys were training non-stop at the Shaolin Temple and didn't give it the proper time to rest. It's causing your cum button to not charge properly. Your levels will be off. Your cum will be all over the place. Metaphorically speaking, that is. Imagine if your penis were building and your sperm had to take an elevator to get to the very top. Or the tip, as it were. Your sperm is trapped in the elevator. The cables may be frayed and worn from the friction and then what if the cable snapped? It would be like in that film The Omen when that elevator cable snaps and that guy gets split in half. That guy could be your penis, Johnny. You lost me, Dr. Ben. I thought the building was my penis. How can the guy in the elevator inside the building that is my penis also be my penis? Well now you lost me. I thought I knew what I was talking about until you tried to clarify it. Let me start over. The building is your penis. The sperm is trying to ride the elevator to the top where it will eventually be whisked away by the helicopter. Why is my sperm taking a helicopter? The helicopter is the egg. Why is there an egg in the picture? I'm not trying to impregnate the bad guys. I'm just masturbating on them. Oh, I guess you're right. There wouldn't be an egg. I got confused. 
I teach sex education as a substitute teacher in the summer. Oh Jesus Christ, what the hell are we talking about? Forget the stupid analogy. And you teaching sex education to anybody is a horrifying thought, Dr. Ben. Let's get down to brass tacks. What does this mean for our current plans? Well it means we need to postpone it, obviously. They'll need to have adjustments made and that can take about two weeks. The worst news is that from what I hear, our bad guys are moving their home base very soon. It will be broken up into smaller factions around the US and Mexico and no one but the very top brass will know where the headquarters will be. So we have to strike now, is what you're saying? Well, yes and no. I mean, you're not ready, Johnny. But we can't just wait around and have these guys disappear on us. I can't let them get away with murdering Sarah. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Give me a few days to consult with Dr. Emma and maybe we can come up with a temporary fix for your current situation. Go home and rest. Don't do anything rash before I contact you and Scott. Scott, who had been sitting silently this entire time, finally speaks up. To tell you the truth, it might help me as well to wait a few days. Why? What's wrong with you? Well, let's just say I went out last night and things got a little rowdy. I was in the parking lot rough housing with some guys and my tail swung out. You whipped your prolapsed colon out in front of the public? Are you crazy? I know, I know. Anyway, I wasn't looking at where I was swinging it and basically took out the side of a building and it fell on my tail and kinked the armor. You had a building fall on your colon? Yes and I think I pinched a nerve in my asshole. Okay, fine. Let's just wait then. It'll give me time to get this problem fixed and for Scott's butthole to rest up. John D. walks out of the waiting room as Dr. Ben makes a call to his colleague. Early the next morning, Dr. Ben arrives at his office and while checking his phone, notices a voicemail from Johnny. Dr. Ben, it's about 4 in the morning and I haven't been able to sleep all night. I've decided to go to the headquarters alone. I don't want anyone else getting hurt because of me. First Sarah and now potentially my best friend Scott. I've already talked to your informant, so I've got the layout of the building from him and will probably be on my way by the time you get this. Oh my god. When we last left Johnny, he had disregarded Dr. Ben's advice to wait a few days so that his cum button could be repaired and decided to go after Sarah's killers by himself. Scott was also nursing an injured prolapsed colon from what he referred to as roughhousing, but who knows what that really entailed and probably none of us wants to actually find out. Dr. Ben found a voicemail from Johnny and quickly rallies Scott so that they can try to go help Johnny. Meanwhile, Johnny has already arrived at the gates of the compound. He's donned his new costume, which basically just consists of his elephant trunk underwear and a ski mask. According to Dr. Ben's informant, this is where they're storing the sex workers. Looks like it's about two inches of steel on this security door. Child's play. Johnny presses down on his cum button to power up a charge and promptly blows a cum hole into the steel door. He runs through the dungeon to find rows of jail cells full of sex slaves. Walking up to the first cell, he engages in conversation with one of the slaves. What the hell are you supposed to be? I'm a superhero, can't you tell by my costume? Not really. 
You look like some creep wearing an elephant trunk on his cock and a ski mask. Well, this is just what I had handy. This isn't like the movies where they hand out costumes worth thousands of dollars. Yeah, but good God, have some decency for fuck's sake. What is your power supposed to be? Are you as strong as an elephant? No. I come on things. What the hell kind of power is that? All of us can do that and you don't see us swinging around some obscene elephant's trunk. Look, you can't come on stuff like I can come on stuff, alright? Just trust me. Now step back several feet. Oh wow, step back, everyone. Big man is gonna blow a load in his underwear and save us all. Johnny charges his cum button once again and pulls off the velcro cover to his elephant trunk. Pointing it at the jail cell lock, he blows it apart, swinging the door wide open. Ow, oh, goddammit. You got some in my eyes. Yeah, I did that on purpose, you ungrateful fuck. I'm trying to save all you assholes from a lifetime of forced debauchery, so just shut up and do what I say. Anybody else wanna get an eyeful of cum like this smart ass over here? That's what I thought. Okay, as soon as I start coming on all of these cells and bust the doors open, run as far as you can from this place. Miles away, Dr. Ben and Scott are racing towards the compound to try and help Johnny. Scott, thanks for getting here so quickly. We have to get to Johnny as soon as possible. He's crazy for trying to take down those bad guys by himself, especially with his cum button being as unstable as it is. He's not answering his phone. How long do you think he's been there? He's been there at least an hour, so he may be right in the thick of things. I'll drop you off at the side gate. As Dr. Ben is pulling up to the gate, he notices the prisoners running out. It looks like Johnny has already released all of the prisoners. So they have to know he's there by now. Scott, you run in there and find him, but be careful. I'll try to get these guys to safety and notify the authorities. Don't worry about me, Dr. Ben. My anus has been tickling for a ramble. I just got the absolute worst visual I could ever imagine right after you said that. Deep in the heart of the compound, Johnny has already met with some resistance in the form of armed guards. Using his stealth skills that he learned at the Shaolin Temple, he makes short work of them. Suddenly, a voice comes over the loudspeaker. To the skinny little twerp running around with the underwear and leaving cum puddles all over my compound, you're not getting out of here alive. Alive or dead doesn't matter to me. You killed my girlfriend, so revenge is all I want. I'm taking this whole establishment down if I have to blow a cum bubble the size of Texas in this place. At that very moment, Scott finally tracks down Johnny. Johnny, let's get out of here. You release the prisoners and I'm sure these guys won't be messing with Dr. Ben in the future. They've got tons of backup coming. We're completely outnumbered. No way, Scott. I'm not leaving until this place is demolished with these murderers in it. Listen kid, you have a talent. If you put down your cock now, I can get you into the gay porn business and you'll be making bang. I'll even hire your friend there with the sweet prolapsed asshole. My friend and I don't make deals with filthy flesh peddlers. Wait a second Johnny. Let's not be rash. What kind of money are we talking about here sir? Because I might do it pro bono. God damn it, Scott. 
Stop thinking about your creepy needs and let's focus on the task at hand. If you're not with me, then just leave now before it gets crazy. You know, I'm with you till the end, Johnny. Let's get these fucks. Johnny and Scott start blasting and smashing down wave after wave of armed guards while simultaneously deflecting whizzing bullets with cum force fields and anal umbrellas. Suddenly, they start to lose momentum and it quickly turns one-sided against the dynamic duo. Johnny, they're overpowering us. Let's get out of here. We can make a break for it before the next wave comes. Save yourself, Scott. I'll cover for you. I'm not leaving here without you Johnny. You don't have a choice, my friend. Johnny creates a cum bubble big enough to envelope Scott's entire body and then shoots the bubble through the ceiling of the compound, launching him safely into a grassy park many yards away, albeit covered with massive amounts of cum. As the waves of soldiers descent on Johnny, he pushes his cum button down for several seconds for what might be the last time. This load is for you, Sarah. I love you. A white blast shatters through the night air and the compound is no more. What can only be described as a cum supernova has leveled concrete and steel and everyone and everything in it. Running away from the blast, Scott gets thrown into a ditch. Once he comes to and turns to see what has transpired, a teardrop runs down his flushed cheek. God damn it, Johnny. Back at the hospital. Dr. Ben and Scott are still coming to terms with what happened that night when a familiar female voice cuts through the air and sends shivers down both of their spines. Dr. Ben? Scott? Where's Johnny? Oh my god. Sarah. You were dead. Well, we all thought you were dead. How can this be? I jumped out of their car to escape, but he grazed the side of my head with a bullet as I was rolling out. I managed to get to safety before I even realized I was shot and passed out. This nice family took me into their farm and nursed me back to health, but I had temporary amnesia for a while. Once I finally figured out who I was, I came straight here. Where's Johnny at? Johnny's gone, Sarah. I'm so sorry. He went after the guys that he thought had murdered you and he went come supernova to take down that entire compound. They never found the body, but no one could have survived that blast. Oh God, no. Sarah crumples into Dr. Ben's arms. Some days, if you walk around downtown Denver, you can see the cum splatters left on some of the buildings and if you listen closely, you'll hear Johnny screaming his last cum load. Johnny come late.